Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Massachusetts, my guest appeared on season 10 of America's Got Talent, on which both Howie Mandel and Mel B labeled her, quote, a superstar, end quote. She is a singer, songwriter, and actress, and has been working on her debut EP, which we'll certainly talk about today, including her experiences with the crowdfunding campaign for it. Her career has taken her to so many countries that rather than read the entire list, we'll just say that it has been a lot. You've been hearing one of her songs entitled Love Song. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Samantha Johnson. Thank you for having me. Samantha, welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment. Thank you for making the time to do this today. Anytime. Uh, So our standard operating procedure is to first have the guest talk about the song that we played during the intro to the show. So if you would please tell the listeners all about Love Song. Love Song. There is a wonderful writer, and she was based in Atlanta at the time, named Jane Hancock. And we got together and... We were feeling really vibey and venting about boyfriends and things like that. And this was one of the songs that she had written herself and played for me and thought that I'd be a nice vessel for it. And it's a really vibey, chilled out song. It's one of my favorites that I did a couple of years back. What uh, genre would you put it in? I would say R&B, neo-soul type. It, it's definitely a different sound than what listeners can anticipate on the EP, but probably neo-soul. Okay. And you mentioned that she was from Atlanta. And of course, I just mentioned in the intro that you are in Massachusetts. So how does someone from Massachusetts team up with a writer from Atlanta? How did the two of you come to know each other and work together? Um, Juliet Jones, from she, she at the time, she was the vice president of distribution at Atlantic Records. And Jane's young, and I, and I was young, 23, 24. And it was just her idea to to link us up and get us together, and I'm glad she did because we ended up writing a few really nice songs together, and I look forward to working with her again in the future. I believe she's out in California now. Awesome. Jane. Yeah. Well, we, we want to talk about the EP that you are working on, so let's kind of go through this one, I- one item at a time. Uh, for starters, we talk a lot on this show with guests about crowdfunding campaigns that they've done. In fact, uh, listeners... If you are interested in hearing more about them, meaning crowdfunding campaigns, right off the bat, I recommend you go back and listen to episode 62 of the show. Uh, Nashville-based singer-songwriter Elena was the guest. She told a story on that episode, yikes, warning people about the fact that there are actually people out there who put in false pledges. So listen to and, and learn from her experiences. Anyhow, Samantha, you chose to do your crowdfunding campaign with Indiegogo. So I'm excited to hear you talk about how slash why you chose that website, since it seems like those that have been on the show usually are talking about Kickstarter. And I always go out of my way to put this big disclaimer that I don't endorse any particular one. I encourage people to do their research, find out what the differences are. Uh, so w- what was your experience with Indiegogo, good or bad? I, I, I wonder, are, are, are they a site where if you don't meet your goal, you get nothing? Or are they one of the ones where you still get funding, just not as big a percentage as if you hit your goal? Well, that that was the reason why I chose Indiegogo, because you do actually get 100%, not 100%, but there are no guidelines. If you don't make 10, you don't get anything. Um, you make what you make. 
And it was important for me with, with this project. I wanted my fans to know that I'm going to do this music either way. You know, I'm going to put all my effort into getting this project done. But if you'd like to help me out, this is how you can do it. So it wasn't like there was any pressure, like I have to make 15 grand or else we're not doing the album. You know, it, it, it's been great because it's given me um, some creative freedom and I enjoyed Indiegogo. I thought it was easy to use. Uh, the only downside, I think, is that since people aren't as familiar with Indiegogo, I think that some people were a little apprehensive to donate. But hmm. I didn't have one problem. There was no issues with transactions or anything. It's very easy to follow. It's easy to figure out, you know, who pledged what and then what perk they get. And it, it was really clear and I enjoyed it. I had a great experience with them. So would you use that again if, if you were to do another crowdfunding campaign? Yes, absolutely. I would. Did you did you research the others and, and decided this is the one for me or, or did someone just recommend it to you and say, look, I, I used this one. This is the one that you want to use. And you said, OK, you're someone I know, like and trust and I'll do it. I, I researched a few of them and I actually started a Kickstarter campaign and then I um, spoke to someone who suggested Indiegogo. And then when I checked out the site and the real big perk is that you know, if I only raised 500, then that's what I raised. I still have access to it. So that was the biggest perk for me. Well, um, I, I don't get tired of asking this question just because I think it's beneficial for the listeners who are up and comers that are trying to learn from my guests. That's, that's the whole concept, Samantha, of unfortunately, when someone launches a crowdfunding campaign, they have to go into full self-promotion mode, which usually right. makes that individual pretty uncomfortable, but it's it's a necessary evil, I guess you might say. Yes, definitely. How, how was that for you to say, I need to go out to these people, I need to ask them for money, but I have to do it in a way that's going to get me some results, and yet make sure that they hang around and not turn them off because here she comes with another Facebook post. We under, we know you got a campaign going. Just just talk about that experience. It's definitely a little bit uncomfortable. You don't want to seem like you're begging for money, you know, but I think the platform of America's Got Talent was, it was a nice transition because I obviously, I, did, I didn't make it to the finals. I didn't win, um, but I did have people that were rooting for me to the end. So I have been keeping touch with people via social media. I have been, there's really been no uh, person between myself and, and my fans. So the communication has been open and luckily people were really glad to help. And my fans who have followed me from YouTube know that I used to make my videos on crappy little webcams. My background is in musical theater. The studio is a was a brand new beast for me. And luckily my fans knew that donating would just kind of make this whole transition easier for me. Um, and also, it, you know, the, the music is for the fans. And that I think that that's, that's why I wasn't too embarrassed to be like, hey, guys, please donate to my campaign because I know that I'm putting all my effort into this music and, and I don't think that my fans will be disappointed. Nicely said. Nicely said. I, I like that answer. Okay, so so next, what is the update on the EP? Have you started recording? If so... I guess, how far along are you? Or or if you have not, when will you start recording? Where is the recording being done? Or where is it going to take place? Uh, all the, you know, all the typical questions that fans want to know, how many songs will be on it? Are you writing it all yourself? Is it some co-writing? Who are you coding, coding with? Those types of details. Okay, well, it's actually a very interesting situation with me. I've had some pretty bad interactions with people in the music business. Not oh, no. to not to, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of part of, part of the deal. You know, a lot of people see me and they have an idea of what I should be doing, what I should be singing, mm. you know, and I don't think that I was creatively sharp enough to stand up for what I believed in. And now I feel completely in control. I know what it is that I want to say. I've been through so many life experiences and I've realized that I kind of have had the answer all along. I don't need, you know, a big mogul to come and pick me up and discover me and show me how to share my gift. And it takes a lot to, to come to that conclusion. So the EP, I've been working and recording on it since the very first donation, since mm. the first person donated the first $5 or whatever it was. Um, I've been writing myself. I started demoing. I, got, I bought myself a microphone. I bought myself studio speakers. I started demoing in my apartment right away. 
Um, there's a young gentleman from my hometown named Americo Barboza, and he's been traveling with Rihanna and Pharrell as just a sound guy on their tour. Mm. And we actually weren't really friends in high school, but we ran into each other in Tokyo of all places. Oh my gosh. Yeah, about three years ago. And he's in a similar situation to me. He's grateful and he's touring and he's doing what he what he has to do, but he really wants to produce. Hmm. And I think a lot of sound guys are actually musicians and producers and they want the opportunity. And And it just kind of happened that we were both in our hometown at the same time and we've been working. I mean, we're basically done. Now it's just getting some uh, live musicians in. It's really important for me that it doesn't all just sound like beats. We're getting mm-hmm. some live musicians into the studio. So half of it's been cut actually in my apartment. And then the other half I'm doing at Studio 81 in, in my hometown of New Bedford. And uh, we've got some really great musicians that are out in New Bedford. So I think it's going to be a nice organic project. It's going to have five songs, possibly six. I'm working on a sixth right now. Um, and it's never before heard music, all all written by me. And um, one of the song songs is co-written by Jane Hancock, who I worked with before. And um, Chikizi Eze from season seven of American Idol. He's actually a really wonderful songwriter. And mm. he sent me a few little just random voice clips. And it, it's been it's been really, really amazing. And I, I really believe in this music. I'm very excited to share it with everyone. And you talked before about the song that we played at the beginning, but what genre are you are you putting uh, this EP into? Because I I guess if I guess if someone is discovering Samantha Johnson for the first time, one of the questions they'll say is, "What kind of music does she do?" Well, I think that America's Got Talent was a very fair representation of who I am in terms of the type of music that I like. I'm really, really eclectic. I think that my EP, just to put a label, it will probably be R&B pop is what people would call it. But Mm -hmm. you're going to hear different sounds. And um, I'm definitely heavily influenced by early 90s music right now. Mm. And um, I definitely am listening to a lot of TLC, a lot of Tony Braxton, always Michael Jackson, always Janet Jackson. I think that I, I have definitely a pop kind of edge in some of the songs and, you know, and also I sing about love too. So, you know, there'll be some love songs on there, but R&B, pop, little bit of rock influence, but I don't want anyone to be surprised with whatever I come out with. You <laughs> well, know? You're, you're getting all kinds of thumbs up over here from me because I hear names like Tony Braxton, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. I, I love them all. So um, is there is there a, a projected... I'll either say release date or target release date, or is it no, Bruce? I'm I'm someone that I don't don't put a deadline on me. It'll be out when it's out. Well, there March. I've been telling people beware the Ides of March. Hmm. <laughs> I I'm I'm really hoping that I haven't set a date just yet, but I'm hoping that it'll be around mid March to end of March. Now I wish I had written this down, but you you made a statement, and, and please forgive me because I'm not going to get it word for word. But you said I I wish I would have been able to stand for myself and speak about what my music should be instead of letting people dictate to me what they think I should be doing uh, mm-hmm. if if I'm close enough. What what period of time was that? Are you talking about on America's Got Talent or before then or or both or what? Um, prior to America's Got Talent, I think America's Got Talent just helped me immensely. It was a wonderful experience in every single sense. Um, but prior to that, with my background being in, um, sorry about that in the background, <laughs> with my background being musical theater, classical music, I, 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 I never called myself an artist before. And I think that some people have approached me and said, you know, you're a star. We can make you a star. You should be here. You should be doing this. You know, we want to say that you're 19 when you're really 23. Mm. We want to do, you know, all these things. And sometimes in the business, it's good to know what you want, but I think it's even Mm. more important to know what you don't want. And that's what, (laughs) that's what I had to go through. Now I know exactly what it is that I don't want. Outstanding. Well, um, <clears throat> I don't mean to jump the gun because it's not even it's not even out yet. But what are your plans for after the EP does come out? I, I know on on your Indiegogo page you had referred to 
wanting to do a, a video, but for example, will you go on tour to try and promote and sell the EP or, or is it right now I'm just focused on getting it done and out and we'll figure out what's next once it's actually released? Yeah, I, I have the, bu- the bug, the itch right now to get back on the road. That is <sighs> something I think about daily. When I finished America's Got Talent, it was important for me to go home because I hadn't been home in over a year. Mm. I was in Australia last year. I missed Christmas last year, New Zealand and Malaysia. So I've been all over the place the last year. I needed a couple months to get this EP together. But now that we are in the final stages, once it's released, I'm all about hopping all over America. I've seen more places outside of America than in America. <laughs> so touring is very, very important. Strangely that, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I went through a period like that as well. I went to uh, 17 countries in 10 and a half years. And I said, you know, this is kind of strange that I'm I'm jet setting all over the world. And yet there's places right in my own backyard in, 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 yeah, right. in air quotes that, that I've not even been to yet. Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Massachusetts is singer, songwriter, actress, Samantha Johnson. She is all over social media. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, plus check out her music on SoundCloud. You can even find her on Google+. Uh, she will be launching her website at the end of February, so keep up with her online so that you can get the domain name to visit her official website once it launches, and so that you can continue to see all the updates that she will be posting regarding the release of her EP. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show, all right there on nhte.net. Sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned uh, just one of them, Elena, on episode 62. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support, and I'm thrilled to announce that we have crossed over 100 countries now where the show has gotten listeners from. Just uh, hit number 101, uh, Namibia, down in Africa, now listening to NHTE. Samantha, I've been referring to you as an actress also. In, in 2011, you were cast in the West End production of Thriller Live and toured, here we go, big breath, Bruce, <laughs> toured from the UK to Ireland, Scotland, Sweden, Germany, Switzerland, Japan, New Zealand, Malaysia, and Australia. Uh, is, is all your time now in singing or is there still a percentage of time invested in, in acting pursuits? And, and if so, I guess what is on your plate these days acting wise, either uh, current roles or auditions or even maybe opportunities that are on your radar? Well, I, I'm certainly an actress. I personally consider myself more of an actress than anything else. Mm. Um, and anytime you come and see me live, you'll get a taste of that. You know, when I just did a show at my local theater, the Zyterian Theater, it's a 1200 seat theater. And I dabbled in stand up a little bit. I showed the audience some of my <laughs> celebrity impressions and you know, I like to tell stories and things like that. Um, on my radar for this year, I am going to be playing Rizzo in Greece with ah. New Bedford Festival Theater uh, this summer in July. And that's going to be great because once upon a time I was cast as Sandy. And that's when I learned that you shouldn't say yes to a role just because you're flattered. So <laughs> I hope Rizzo will be an opportunity for, for me to redeem myself with that. Um, say again where that was because I because I remarked I reacted to you saying it right when you were saying where it's going to be. So tell the listeners where that's going to be. It's in my hometown, New Bedford, Massachusetts, at the Zyterian Theater. Um, it's like a great summer stock theater. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. Um, and then I'm also going to be in an independent film this year, um, which I'm going to announce a little bit more about that 
on my website when it's launched, but we'll be filming in the summer in Detroit and I'll also be singing the, the theme song to the movie. So that, that'll be my first uh, movie experience. I'm really excited about that, but I'm open to all acting. Broadway's always been a dream. Uh, television, improv. I used to want to be on Whose Line Is It Anyway when I was a kid. <laughs> so that's definitely, thank you. That's definitely a big part of it. Outstanding. You are a, I don't want to say a Joan of all trades, but you are uh, <laughs> very much f- uh, fully immersed in the in the arts. And I'm, and I'm saying that in a in a complimentary, I, I commend you sort of way. You, you're you're definitely to to use an overused expression. You are all in. Thank you. And, and you know, and I wanted to bring that up because here we are in the throes of this extensive conversation about this EP coming out. And when you're saying we're talking with Samantha Johnson, singer, songwriter, and actress, people have to be scratching their heads and saying, "Actress, she's got an EP coming out. When when could she possibly do any of that?" And and you're here to say, "I'm doing a lot of it." <laughs> I got to do it all. That's why I admire the Bette Midler and Barbara Streisand. I, I I admire women like that. Diana Ross. I, I think it's all your playground, all of it. Well, but you know, I love that you said if you come and see one of my shows that you are, when I'm going to say performing on stage, in other words, you're not just singing songs. You are being a performer. It, it, it makes me think back to, uh, I'm, going to I'm going to take an educated guess. I'm, I, my, I don't have my cheat sheet in front of me, although I will as I, as I talk because this is called filibustering. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, the interview with Frankie Shinta um, on this show. He's a Las Vegas headliner. And he basically said, and, and you're naming a, a few giants yourself, but uh, I w- I'm correct. Episode 35, episode 35 of this show with Frankie Shinta, he was saying nobody really does that anymore. Nobody really puts on a show. You know, you're you're a singer songwriter, and you get up on stage and you do your songs and and you walk off. You know, or you're a band and you just go up there and you play your cover songs or whatever it is, and you say, well, yeah, that's our show. Well. It's not a show in the sense of of what Frankie's talking about and, and Samantha, what you're saying, where it's and I don't want to I don't to, to me, this is the wrong word to use because I don't think it puts enough value on it. But um, you're doing a variety show. So it's not just I'm singing songs. It's uh, I'm doing I'm doing a little skit. I'm doing a little acting. I'm doing a little humor. I'm right. doing some comedy. And oh, by the way, this is this is all built into an entire musical performance. Right, right. Yeah, so I commend you for that because I, I you know, I it really resonated with me when when Frankie said that, you know, that that that's why they pride themselves on the show that they've been doing there in Vegas for so many years because it's not really what you see. You know, you you go see something in, in even in Vegas and and it's not the full variety show. It's okay, this guy's a singer, or this guy's an impressionist or this girl uh is, you know, is the dancer or whatever. Um, well, okay. So the listeners I know are getting antsy, antsy. Let's, let's go in, in, in more into America's Got Talent. You touched on it before, but, uh, Samantha listeners, uh, is actually the first guest on this show who has appeared on AGT. We've had a good number of guests on now here, this entertainment who've been on the voice and American Idol, uh, mm-hmm. and, and even one, uh, Mark Andrew back on episode 83 of the show, who was on both of those shows, the voice and American oh, wow. Idol. So, Tell us first, Samantha, about the audition process. What did you have to go through, including, if if you can remember, how many auditions before you ever even actually got on TV? Well, I submitted myself on video. Mm. So um, I sent my video in and I sent myself singing Vision of Love by Mariah Carey. Mm, love it. And, thanks. And I, I, I remember thinking, you know, they answered me back and they said, you know, can you try another song? And I sent them Whitney Houston, I believe in you and me. And and they were like, okay, great. Can, can you, can you send another song? Wow. And the whole time I was thinking like, I don't know if they like me. I don't know if, if I've made it through, <laughs> I don't know what it is, you know, and now knowing the process, the producers that, that I worked with, I worked with some incredible people. There's a great team at America's Got Talent behind the scenes that are putting the show on and they, you know, I, they did want me to go through. I didn't know it, but they did want me to go through. And, you know, we were just trying to find the, the right song. So mm. I sent a few videos. Uh, and I say a few, but it must have been about eight, to, wow. to be honest, it, initially. And then I saw, you know, they were like, this is great. You know, let's, let's see you in front of the celebrity judges. And 
I filmed my audition in front of the judges in Los Angeles. And yeah, it just kind of took wow. off from there. Wow. That, that sounds like a pretty accelerated pace. Yeah. From, yeah, from, it was quick. From sitting at home, sending in videos through the computer to welcome to Los Angeles. Uh, what's your name? Samantha Johnson. Go yeah. ahead. Wow. So what about yep, when you yep, sent yep, in that very easy. first video, though? Was it a case of I clicked send and I just kind of thought, okay, you know, I always have confidence in myself, but whatever. If I hear back, great. If not, you know, life goes on. Or or was it, you know, actually, Bruce, they, they answered me back pretty quick. Um, I, I heard back relatively quickly, but I kind of have that attitude with everything. I, I used to get so nervous before audition. I mean, I still do. I get nervous no matter what I'm singing for. That's a big part of it. But I used to really seek approval a lot. You know, I, I hope they like me. I hope this works out. And I feel like that changed when I auditioned for Thriller, uh, Thriller Live in the West End. The birth, the, my the audition was on my birthday. Excuse me, the audition was on my birthday, and that gave me such a sense of ownership when I walked into the audition. And I just thought, you know, it's my birthday; it's a special day. If you don't want me in your Michael Jackson show, then I don't want to be in your Michael Jackson show. And I ended up flying out to London in less than a month after that audition. Wow. So that changed my outlook on everything. When I sent the, you know, I send my tape, and I I do really believe in myself, and I believe that. I'm born to be a singer. That That's what I'm born to do in good events, bad events. If, if someone's getting married, I should sing. It's my job. If someone passes away, I should sing. That's my job. So if America's Got Talent didn't want me, then then I didn't want America's Got Talent. That, that was just that's that's been my uh, lease on life lately. And it's and it's it's doing me well. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a great attitude. I, 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 I love that approach. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is perform a self-audit. Come up with an actual checklist so that you have a measuring stick in place. Have you reached goals you set, say, at the beginning of the year or the month or even the week? Compare where you are now to where you were at this point six months or a year ago. What have you gotten better at? What do you need to get better at? Where are your strengths and weaknesses and what adjustments do you need to make? Only you can answer these questions. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80 respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. This is going to sound like like the Indiegogo question. Is there a reason why you chose America's Got Talent or is it, well, you just haven't asked me, but yeah, I auditioned for American Idol or yeah, I auditioned for The Voice. I auditioned for American Idol when I was 16 and I went through, you know, back when people were actually waiting out in the rain and stuff to be seen and... <laughs> It was, I made it past a few of the initial rounds, but I think I was, you know, I didn't have a lot of stage presence. I didn't have, I definitely wasn't um, very relatable. I was really quiet. I didn't really have much of a story. So I, I didn't, I didn't make it too far. But now the, the reason why I chose America's Got Talent, there was a million reasons. Number one, I love that it's a variety show. I love that it's audience is, you know, it spans so many different ages and, the, and they're watching to see different things. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I felt like if I went on the voice, which I love the voice too. And I love American Idol. And I love that it, it's a great opportunity for singers who want to be seen, but I didn't want to get into a, um, screaming competition or a, how many runs can you fit mm. into how many, you know, into three bars, you know? And I feel like that's when it's down to the wire and there's 10 singers, that's literally what it is. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, mm -hmm. it's a, I just didn't think that it was the right thing for me. Um, so, and also I love the judges on America's Got Talent, every single one of them. And I, you know, obviously love Nick Cannon. I love every single thing about the show. So that was my choice a hundred percent. 
See, and I, and I like the show too. I, I like that it's not just singers. I, you know, I, I at the same time, I'm going to completely contradict myself now and say I don't know if I was a singer how I would feel watching someone out on stage and say you're kidding I'm, I'm up against a dog act really are you are you kidding is, is this for real right now but at the same time i do like that it's not just another singing show uh right. and so for someone like you that thrives in that environment where you're saying well i don't want to just stand at a microphone and be a singer it, it, it's definitely cut out for you it, it sounds to me though that that you're saying that you know even though you were 16 and and there are some flaws that the American Idol audition experience, you, you definitely learned something from it, though. And, and, yes. and based on comments that you made earlier, it would seem to me as though even though you weren't the first place finisher on America's Got Talent, that that you are glad that you did it. And, and I imagine uh, that, well, I don't know, did, did you get out of it what you hoped to other than winning the whole thing? Um. I, yeah, of course. I got more out of it. I would have been happy if they just played my audition. I would have wow. been happy, you know, those types of things. I, I've been working for a long time and <clears throat> do it so thriller was a great opportunity because I met so many people who used to be on American Idol, so many people who used to be on even Pop Idol in the UK or The Voice. And a lot of them walk away from those experiences feeling really confused. It's like a huge high. You're on TV in front of millions and millions of people. And then it stops. And I really wanted to go into the show and just use it and just try, try to look at it as positively as possible. Hey, if I, if I sing Aretha Franklin, natural woman, and the YouTube video gets X amount of views and then I get X amount of subscribers, then that's a win, you know, and it's not in your control. It is a television show and all you can do is do the best that you can. So I, I'm happy that I auditioned for American Idol because I thought that I was a great singer when I was young, but if you're a great singer with a dead face and you look dead behind the eyes and you don't know what to do and you don't know how to perform, <laughs> and you don't know how to convey it physically, then, you know, that that was a big learning experience for me. Well, f- keeping in mind the the listeners who are up and comers, do you recommend quote unquote reality competition shows for performers who are thinking of auditioning and and if so why or why not? I think that it's it's very important to use it as a tool and to to know what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your career before you go on a show like that. If you think that you're a wonderful singer but you don't really know exactly what you want to accomplish, I wouldn't really suggest going on mm. a show like that. Um because you might you might leave it and go into the abyss of singers to never be heard again. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really about your drive. I believe that, you know, I can make it no matter what show, even if I did go on The Voice or go on whatever, I don't think anything's going to stop me from accomplishing what I want to accomplish. So if you have that kind of mentality, then I'd say go for it. But, you know, keep in mind it is, you know, it's a television show. It's not like you know, the talent competition and you're going to, you know, back in the sixties down the street. And if you win, you get a color TV and it's playing out in front of the audience. (laughs) Not everything gets, not everything's shown on TV, you know, not the audience doesn't get to know every single thought that you have and, and what you're going through while it's on. So you definitely have to be smart. But what about, you know, there are people that go on there saying, well, what am I here for? What do you mean? What do I want to accomplish? I want to win. And it's, but it's, it's not cockiness. It's, it's just kind of, I have confidence in myself and I wouldn't be going through this if I didn't think that I, well, I shouldn't say that there are certain people that have no business showing up there uh, (laughs) and and they, and they think that they're going to win, which is just ridiculous and a waste of time. But I, I, I guess I'm just, you know, wanting to differentiate because I don't want you to discourage people. You know, I, I think, I think it's important for people to set goals and if, and if their goal is, you know, I want to be a singer. And so I'm going to go on the show because I think I can win. Uh, Are they doing themselves a detriment in your opinion? No, but I don't think that winning those competitions makes you more of a singer than someone who didn't win. I think Mm. that's, that's what I mean. Like Mm -hmm. how many people appeared on television on this season of America's Got Talent? There was only one winner, but everybody won really, because now everybody has way more fans and people know who you are and you've proven to yourself that you can perform on live TV and you've gotten feedback from unbelievably credible performers in this industry. There's so much that you can take from it. 
Um, and also I know some people who have won these shows and, and aren't happy with, with where their life has gone. So, yeah, um, I mean, look at, look at the intro that I gave you at the beginning of the show that, that both Howie Mandel and Mel B labeled you a superstar. Who, who else can say that? Who else can, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. walk that's up, insane. walk up to a, a singer, you know, that you see performing in s- somewhere and you've got a really good voice. Oh, thank you. Uh, what does Howie Mandel think of your voice? <laughs> what? Howie Mandel? Uh, how, right. how would I know? Well, I know what he thinks of mine because I was on America's Got Talent and I got the opportunity to hear his honest opinion. Uh, so so you're right. There's uh, there's huge value in, in that for sure, uh, you know, when it comes to marketing yourself after the fact. Yeah, because you, you are a business. You yourself are a business. So you have to think what's, what's the best for your business. <laughs> Just like America's Got Talent is a business and NBC is a business. Oh, I know. I'm only laughing because those who are regular listeners to the show are saying, okay, he knows this girl. He told her to say that beforehand because <laughs> I, I say that so often on the show that you, you need to look at yourself as a business. And if you think of yourself as anything but, then you're you're really uh, setting yourself back and you know until you come to the realization that as much as you enjoy it and hopefully you do have fun at the end of the day it is a business and and that's probably why you're doing it is because you think you can make money or you want to make money or both so until you start treating it like a business uh it's it's not going to be that for you exactly I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Massachusetts is singer songwriter actress Samantha Johnson as I mentioned before, she is all over social media. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, check out her music on SoundCloud. You can even find her on Google+. I recommended before, and I will, again, keep up with her online so you can get all the updates regarding her debut EP, as well as to find out what the domain name will be so that when she launches her official website, you can visit that as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show on nhte.net, we've got the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter while you're there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by, they call it following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned Frankie Shinta on episode 35, Mark Andrew on episode 83, and Elena on episode 62. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. Samantha, at a very young age, you took great interest in playing the flute. Your, your mother had one, and you eventually studied classically and went on to place among the top flautists in the state and the country. Um, can you talk about that portion of your performance career, including, uh, I suppose, I would be inclined to think that you probably pictured yourself ending up performing, what, as as part of an orchestra, maybe? Yes, actually. Um, that's funny. It just brought back memories of, like, when I was a kid, my mother, she's a flautist, and I really just deep down wanted to be a singer so badly, but Hmm. I started playing the flute when I was four. Wow. And yeah, I, I don't know if you have any Tupac fans that listen to your show, but he used to say in interviews all the time, he was incarcerated from the womb because his mother was in prison while he was in the womb. Hmm. And I went to Boston conservatory in the womb. My mother was a classical (laughs) performance major and, um, she was pregnant with me. And so, Yeah, Mozart and classical music that I just grew up with it. Hmm. Um, And I went on to play very competitively. I was always in the marching band, concert bands, district orchestras. I frequently placed among the top three in, in, in districts. And then when I was 16, I was second chair in the John Philip Sousa National Honors Band. Hmm. Uh, and we played in New Orleans just a couple weeks before Hurricane Katrina, actually. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so I was really serious about the flute and I still play the flute all the time and I'll play a little, I play, if you come to my shows, I I always pick it up. It's still a part of my life, but not, you know, I'm I'm not competing anymore, but 
yeah, creatively. But, 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 but how and when and why did you make that transition? Because you said, I always wanted to sing, but yeah, I started playing at age four, so I, I kind of raised a red flag there because I thought, well, wait a minute, if she wanted to sing, why was she playing the flute? So just kind of connect the dots for me there. I don't even remember learning how to play the flute. That's what's funny about it. It just was so natural to me. And Mm -hmm. I excelled and my mother was just over the moon at how quickly I was picking it up. And she just had her eyes were just so wide, like you could be one of the best flute players in the world. (laughs) So I think it was kind of to make her happy. and, And I did enjoy playing it. But it always conflicted with drama club and it always conflicted with the singing things that I wanted mm, to do. Okay. So it wasn't until I was 16 years old and we were doing the, my, my high school was doing the Wizard of Oz. And I and I just there was no way I was going to miss that audition. I didn't mm. even care. So I'm going to that audition. And funny, I, I was cast as Dorothy. So that changed everything. Since since I was cast as Dorothy as in The Wizard of Oz, there was no turning back from there. If the flute conflicted with my singing and my acting, then it had to be put on the back yeah, and, and plus, we have now learned about you that at age 16, you were also auditioning for American Idol. So clearly, uh, that, that age was a, was a big turning point for you in terms of your performance career. Um, yeah. You are one of the NHTE guests that are really active on YouTube. You've got over 10,000 subscribers on your channel and more than a million views. I just had a lunch meeting with someone yesterday who asked me, how do you get people to subscribe to your YouTube channel? Uh, what would your answer be to that question? I I don't know. I was thinking there's so many different tactics that people use. And, you know, they, there, there's a lot of smarts behind getting subscribers you know, you want to be searchable. You want to know what people are looking for. You want to make sure that, you know, if, if you're a singer, you want to sing whatever is on, you know, the, the top 100 billboard because that's what people want to hear. You know, I my YouTube channel has grown pretty slowly, but I've been really consistent and I have a lot of um, old school fans. So I think there's like a little <laughs> lane for me there. There's not a lot of singers that are still singing Deborah Cox, you know what I mean? And all these other random songs and and I sing that kind of stuff. And I'm also really goofy and, you know, I'm, I'm getting more and more subscribers every day, but I think posting consistently is the most important thing you can do. So I post every Wednesday night, there's a new video on my YouTube channel at 7 PM. So it gives some, some people something to look forward to in the week. Well, I hope you and I become friends because then eventually I'll get to a point where I won't feel embarrassed to say, could you put up a Tony Braxton video? (laughs) (laughs) I love Tony Braxton. Yeah, same. Uh, So while we're chuckling, one fun fact that I discovered about Samantha in researching for today's show is that like me, you too are a WWE enthusiast. Yes. Okay, Bruce. And listeners, if you too are a WWE fan, go back and listen to episode 29 of this show with Carly Perez, who used to be WWE diva Maxine. She is now on uh, Lucha Underground. Uh, that actually is still one of the most popular episodes of Now You're This wow. Entertainment, even though we're up to number 105 today with Samantha Johnson. So, Samantha, let's talk. Who, who, who are you liking these days on WWE? Who are you not liking? What's up? Because because uh, oh. you're up in you're up in John Cena territory. So I hope that he's one of your favorites. You know, I like John Cena. I, I like John Cena. I'm not like a, you know, I have to keep it. You're not part of the C Nation, but. I'm not part of the C Nation. I feel like we're talking about wrestling. I can keep it 100%. I'll always be HBK, Shawn Michaels, yeah. every single day. He's the greatest the wrestler ever. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get better than that. But I think the. The I don't watch it as religiously as I used to, but I definitely have been watching the pay-per-views. I wish that if Dolph Ziggler didn't talk as much, <laughs> I think that he has a lot, a lot of potential. I really like him a lot. Um, but I, in, I watched NXT. Have you been watching NXT? Or I have, have you seen not. Yet? I have not. Yeah. Basically, Triple H has his own developmental league going on and there's some unbelievable talent that i think's coming but i'm old school all day i'm gonna root for the undertaker forever until he retires you know well yeah and unfortunately the the news around the wwe the last couple of days has not been good with uh the announcement that uh brett the hitman Hart, has cancer 
Yeah. Um, so certainly uh, thoughts and prayers with him. Absolutely. But uh, he probably will will battle cancer just as fiercely as as he battled everyone inside and I'll say outside of the ropes too in in yes, the, in the will, WWE he ring. Will, he will excellently execute cancer. I'm sure of it. Yeah, we're we're yeah. rooting for Bret Hart all day. Yeah, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will be. Right. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, uh, Samantha, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Gimme Love. So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. This song is uh, really personal to me. I actually kind of broke down in the studio while we were recording it. Mm. It's um, another one that I did with Miss Jane Hancock when I was down in Atlanta a few years back. And um, it might it might get a little resurrection with my new project. So, um, yeah, I, I really I really love this song. And I think it kind of speaks for itself. Interesting. I'm, I'm <laughs> interested to hear you put that note out there because Samantha and I talked off the air before we started recording today. And so I was prepared to say these songs are on her SoundCloud. They're not anything that's going to be on her EP uh, but but here they are and enjoy them. And, you, and you're here to say, well, Gimme Love actually still stands a chance. <laughs> yeah, you know, I said there'd be five songs, possibly six. Um, I performed this song recently at a show and it ended up being the highlight of the night. So mm. the, the conversation came up with me and my producer, you know, maybe we can maybe we can do something with this. So it's definitely a possibility. I'll, I'll always perform the song, though. So if you see my show, that this is this is one of my songs. It's not going anywhere. Well, I'll tell you what, you've, you've done a good job of selling me. A, if, if if I wasn't all the way down in Florida, I'd be looking up to see when and where is her next show because I've got to go see her. Um, and, and, you know, those those emotional songs, those those will do it. I, I remember one time when one of my clients was recording her album and we came to the studio one day and she said that she had written a new song and wanted to get it on the album because she was that happy about it. And when she played, I was like a little baby, <laughs> and, you know, oh. tears welling up in my eyes by the time she's done playing it. So, you know, those there that, uh, really do the job, you know, it's, it's, it's why you say possibly six and, and possibly six would be give me love. Yeah. Well, Samantha, thanks ever so much. Uh, really enjoyed this and, and thank you for making the time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bruce. I really appreciate it. And my I'll be, pleasure. I'll be, tuning into your episodes for sure. <laughs> Great. Well, listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, actress, Samantha Johnson. As I have been saying, check her out all over social media and engage with her. So that means like her official Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Remember that you can hear her music on SoundCloud, Plus, as I mentioned, she is even on Google+. Tell her that you heard her on Now Hear This Entertainment and keep up with her various postings so you can stay informed about her debut EP. And as I mentioned, look for the debut of her website soon. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share. They call it repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Samantha Johnson. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Gimme Love. Stay, but tripping and fighting and 
Be better than all of them girls you had in your life. 